Christ shall come. You looking forward to it, church? <laughs> I can't wait. I, I know where I'm going tonight, so I don't want to. I don't want to ruin it. But uh, I'm 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 ready for his soon return. Amen. Amen. Let's take our Bibles. Go to the book of Acts, chapter number twenty-four tonight. Acts chapter number twenty-four. What a good crowd we have on a Wednesday night. Amen. Amen. Got some visitors in the house tonight. Uh, even Brother Cyrus decided to come to church. Amen. <laughs> he works with us now, so I got to give him a little bit more. No, I'm just kidding. Amen. <laughs> Amen. That's called love, Brother Cyrus. Amen. Amen. Well, it's good to be in church, isn't it? And uh, anybody glad they're saved tonight? Amen. Thank God for salvation. Acts chapter number 24. If you find your place there, say amen. 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 I want to start, begin reading here in verse number 5. Of course, we understand as we come to chapter number 24, uh, the Apostle Paul, like many other times, many other occasions, he is being tried. He is brought before the governor Felix. And uh, a man by the name of Tertullus is the one who is bringing the accusation. Uh, But there is a majority group of people who are not very happy with the Apostle Paul. And uh, I want to begin reading there in verse number 5 on down to verse number 14. The Bible says, For we have found this man, speaking of Paul, a pestilent fellow, and a mover of sedition among all the Jews throughout the world, and a ringleader of the sect of the Nazarenes, who also hath gone gone about to profane the temple, whom we took and would have judged according to our law. But the chief captain, Lysias, came upon us, and with great violence took him away out of our hands, commanding his accusers to come unto thee, by examining of whom thyself mayest take knowledge of all these things, whereof we accuse him. And the Jews also assented, saying that these things were so. Then Paul, after that the governor had beckoned unto him to speak, answered, For as much as I know that thou hast been of many years a judge unto this nation, I do the more cheerfully answer for myself." Because that thou mayest understand that there are yet but twelve days since I went up to Jerusalem for to worship. And they neither found me in the temple disputing with any man, neither raising up the people, neither in the synagogues nor in the city. Neither can they prove the things whereof they now accuse me. I love verse 14, church. But this... I confess unto thee that after the way which they call heresy, so worship I the God of my fathers, believing all things which are written in the law and in the prophets. Of course, we understand, as we just mentioned, we see the accusations that are being brought before the Apostle Paul. 
And uh, it was this same group of people that uh, in just the chapter before there, in chapter number 23, uh, they, the Jews, they wanted him dead, we see in chapter number 23. Ananias, the high priest of the day, had commanded the people there to smite him on the mouth in chapter 23 in verse number 2. And I just, may I submit to you tonight that any time like the Apostle Paul, he was trying to do the work of the Lord, uh, trying to serve God, uh, doing everything he can, everything he could for the Lord. Uh, let me just mention tonight that any time that you try to serve God, any time you're going to try to make a decision for the Lord, any time you're going to try to put your steps in step with Jesus Christ, uh, there's going to be some contention. Uh, there's going to be some negativity. There's going to be some naysayers. Uh, there's going to be some, uh, some negative things that might be said about you and your family for trying to serve God and be one of those Christian people, if you will. But I, I love Paul's response uh, with all the accusations and all the negativity uh, that was going on in Paul's life as he was being tried before Felix uh, in the courts there, his response was, But this I confess unto thee, that after the way... I want to say tonight, I'm thankful I'm of the way. I want to say tonight that I'm, I'm thankful I'm unashamedly a Christian tonight. And we find in verse number 14, Paul's response, his confession, if you will, to this persecution that arose against him that day. And what he said was, he was basically saying this, you know what, I'm not guilty of those things that you're accusing me of. I'm not taking part in these charges that you're bringing against me today. But I want to tell you some things, Felix. I want to tell you some things, Jews. Pharisees and Sadducees alike. I'm not guilty of these things that you're charging me with, but I want to tell you of some things that I am guilty of. I want to confess some things to you that I am guilty of. And we find that in verse number 14. I want you to notice, number one, what he confesses to, what he mentions that he is guilty of, is he's guilty of, number one, walking in the way. He was guilty, he confessed to walking in the way. And uh, if you don't know this by now, the the way, that phrase, that two-word phrase there, the way, uh, it referred to in this day the group of people that was known as those Christians. uh, Those people who were uh, of the Lord and of Jesus Christ. And Boy, I began to think about the Apostle Paul as he was confessing and, and, and giving his response to this accusation. And uh, he made mention of the fact that he was of the way. I want to take your Bibles, uh, if you would, go back to chapter number 9 of, Acts, of, of the book of Acts. Chapter number 9 and verses 1 and 2. This is the Apostle Paul before he... Get saved, of course. And the Bible says there in verse number 1 of chapter 9, And Saul, yet breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord, 
went unto the high priest and desired of him letters to Damascus to the synagogues, that if he found any of this way, whether they were men or women, he might bring them bound unto Jerusalem. You flip back over to chapter number 24 and verse number 14, and all of a sudden there's been a change made in the Apostle Paul's life. In chapter number 9, before he saw the Lord and before he saw the light of Jesus Christ, before he gave his life to God, he was arresting those people that were of the way. And then we find here in chapter 24 that he unashamedly states to the jury that day that he's one of those that is of the way. He's one of those Christians that just a few chapters before he was persecuting and he was arresting and he was taken before trial and and making and wreaking havoc in their life. What a transformation in Paul's life. Uh, What a change that the Lord Jesus Christ made in the Apostle Paul's life. And (laughs) Boy, I just want to say tonight that I'm glad to know tonight that we serve a God in heaven who has the power to take a black heart and wash it in His red blood and it come out whiter than snow. I'm thankful tonight that we serve a God who has the power to change the darkest of hearts, who has the power to take the chief of sinners, if you will, and turn them into somebody fit for the Master's use. Somebody help me tonight. I'm just telling you tonight that I'm somebody standing here tonight that the Lord Jesus Christ made a change in me. I'm th- Boy, I'm thankful for the change that Jesus makes in the life of a believer. I wonder if there might be anybody here tonight uh, who, who understands and knows that therefore if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. I believe the Apostle Paul, he could testify to some evidence in his life to prove his Christianity on that day that he was brought before the governor there. I want to ask you this tonight, church. Could you, if you were brought before a jury, if you were brought before a judge tonight, could you present enough evidence to a jury to prove your Christian life? Not just that you're saved, not just that you're, uh, there was a time that you gave your life to Jesus Christ. Now, I, I just want to submit to you tonight that there's a difference in being saved and being called a Christian. Is everybody, is everybody awake tonight? Is everybody okay tonight? Uh, being saved, you understand, uh, you get saved and you receive the gift of salvation. You accepted Jesus Christ into your heart. That's the beginning. That's not the end. Christianity, or if you're a Christian, then you are living each and every day a life that is Christ-like. I believe that word has been uh, noted as little Christ. Isn't that right? And uh, could you present enough evidence to show some people that there are some Christ-like things in your life? Are you walking in the way tonight? Is that something that you are guilty of? It's interesting to note that the lifestyle that 
Paul was confessing to there in verse number 14 that he said that he was living, it was called heresy. Isn't that interesting? Back in that day. Heresy means simply this, choosing a sect or a group of people to be a part of, like the Pharisees or the Sadducees or being in a group of the Christians. And I just want to say this tonight, that if it's considered heresy to live like Jesus, then I'm fine for you to call me a heretic. Amen. I'm, I'm alright with, with you calling me a heretic if that means that I choose Jesus tonight. The Apostle Paul, he confessed that he was guilty of walking in the way. And I, I, I want to say and I pray that uh, you are the same tonight, that I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm not ashamed to be called a Christian. I'm not ashamed to turn up my gospel music when they're turning up their rap music side by side of me. Everybody all right? Amen. Amen. And they come by thumping and singing and doing all that. I, I was lost in my sin and shame. No one but myself to blame. I, I, I'll, I'll turn it up louder than theirs. Amen. I, I, I'm unashamedly, unapologetically thankful and glad to be of the way tonight. Are you walking in the way? The Apostle Paul confesses that he was walking in the way. That, that is what he stated that he was guilty of. I want you to notice a second thing tonight that he confessed to on, on trial that day. Not only did he confess to being of the way, but he confessed to worshiping God. Look at verse 14 again. But this I confess unto thee, that after the way which they call heresy, so worship I the God of my fathers. He tells the people there that day, the jury or whoever it was, he said, I'm, I tell you, I'm not guilty of those things you're telling me I'm guilty of, but I, I tell you, I'm guilty of worshiping God. That's one thing you're going to find me doing. And I, and I came to find out this afternoon in my study that, that worship... Uh, really, it's a, it's a dual meaning many times. And number one, it either is going to refer to falling prostrate on your knees or casting yourself down in adoration and reverence to God. And, and most of us, the majority of us, think of it that way as you worship. You're giving God reverence. You're giving God the praise. You're humbling yourself before God. You're adoring the King of kings and the Lord of lords, but it also can be defined as serving God or service to the Lord. And what I noticed in verse number 14 concerning the Apostle Paul specifically is that he confessed and was saying that he was guilty of both types of worship. In verse number 14, that worship word translated there is the one that is talking about his service to God. But just a few verses before, Acts 24 and verse number 11, he says, "...because that thou mayest understand that there art yet but twelve days since I went up to Jerusalem for to worship." That word translated there is meaning the type of worship of falling prostrate and adoring and giving reverence to God. And 
Uh, he was doing that in the temple just a few verses before. And, and what he's telling the, tri- the jury there that day is he's serving the Lord and he's guilty of worshiping God in both ways and in both fashions. He was, and I, and I, I want to say this, and I, I hope and I pray I get an amen right here, uh, who would say amen to the fact that uh, God Almighty, the Creator of the world, He's worthy of all of it. He's worthy of both types of worship. He's worthy of every form of worship. Because He's worthy and He's done enough to uh, give my praise and to uh, exceed my praise. He's worthy of my praise. He's worthy of our service to Him and, and spending time with Him and serving Him in this church. He's, he's worthy of you ladies keeping a nursery every now and then. Somebody help me tonight. Don't get quiet on me now. Everybody okay? Uh, nursery workers are the MVPs. Amen. I hope they're listening right now. All right. Uh, but he's worthy of that. He's worthy of teaching that Sunday school class in service to him. Hey, choir, he's worthy of your time every Sunday afternoon, spending that time learning them songs and singing unto him. He's worthy of those things. He's worthy of a Saturday afternoon uh, spent out knocking doors and telling somebody about Jesus. He's worthy of our worship. He's worthy of our service. He's worthy of all reverence. And He's worthy of that tonight. Paul confesses. He says, uh, I, I'm guilty of some things. I confess to you that I'm of the way. I'm guilty of walking in the way. I'm guilty of worshiping God. And thirdly, he says, I'm guilty of willfully believing God's Word. Look at verse 14 again. He says, So worship I the God of my fathers, believing all things which are written in the law and in the prophets. He he, he was confessing to uh, placing his faith and trust in what had been written in God's precious Word. That word believe there, it means simply this, to trust God to help aid in something. You're, you're entrusting, you're having confidence, you're placing your confidence and your wholehearted trust in God that He's going to do something. That He's going to help you in that time of need. And, and Paul was, he was making clarification here to the fact of him believing all things in the Word of God. You see, the, the, he was dealing with, with those many different groups of people. The Apostle Paul was, on one hand, he was dealing with the Sadducees and then the Pharisees. And, 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 and what you understand, what we know is that the Sadducees, they, they didn't believe in the resurrection. They didn't believe in the Holy Ghost. The Pharisees, they, they were placing their trust in those religious traditions and uh, those striving for praises of men above the praises of the Lord Jesus Christ. And you know what Paul came to the conclusion of? What Paul uh, came to understand and he was confessing in this passage of Scripture... He said, I know you don't believe something. I know you're believing in the wrong thing. I want you to know here today that I believe God. I believe in the God of this Bible, in the God of this book. And I I, want to ask you tonight, church, do you believe God tonight? I know that seems like a a simple question to ask. but, But do you believe that He's able to aid you in something? 
Do you believe that He's able to sustain you, to keep you, to guard you? Uh, Do you believe that He's able to save you from an eternal fire and damnation in a place called hell? Do you believe He's able to satisfy you like that woman at the well uh, with that living water? Uh, Do you believe that He's able to seal you until the day of redemption and keep your salvation? No man's going to pluck you out of His hands. I'm I'm asking you, do you believe God for some things tonight? Maybe you're here, you're dealing with some financial trouble. I know we all do from time to time. Do you believe God for it? Maybe you're here tonight, you got some family members that are sick that it might not be very long for them to live. <laughs> do you believe God to heal them tonight? Do you, be, do you fully trust in, in God that He, not, not that He might do something, not that He could do something, But are you anticipating that He will do something? He will aid you and guide you and keep you. What do you believe tonight? Some believe in Buddhism. Some believe in Catholicism. Some people believe in Calvinism. Some believe in Mormonism and atheism. I believe in Jesusism. Amen. <laughs> I believe in, in the God of the world, in the God of the, crea- uh, the, the Creator God. He made it all. I believe you can't lose your salvation. Uh, I, I, I believe in the Holy Spirit. Uh, I believe in the Trinity. I believe that Jesus walked this earth 100% God and 100% man. I, I believe He bled and died on an old rugged cross to pay for my sin and your sin. And then He rose again the third day. And He made His way back to heaven, back to glory, where He's seated at the right hand of God the Father right now as we speak. I believe God tonight. Do you believe Him? How's your faith tonight? How's your faith? Do you believe this book? Do you believe in God's Word? Paul confessed to believing in the Bible. He confessed to some things. He was saying that he was guilty of some things. Walking in the way and worshiping God. How's your worship tonight? As your praise. He, he confessed to believing in this book that we hold in our hands tonight. And lastly tonight, he, he, he said this, and I'm through. He said, I'm, I'm guilty, and I want you all to know this. I'm guilty of waiting in hope towards God. Look at what it says there in verse number 15. He, he, he ends verse 14, I, the God of my fathers, believing all things which are written in the law and in the prophets... And have hope toward God. Paul said, I'm guilty of of waiting on Jesus to return one day. Of waiting in hope. I got pretty happy this afternoon when I looked up that word hope out of Mr. Strong's. Amen. All right. And uh, yeah, preachers need help. All right. Everybody okay? Uh, It said this. Hope, hope, in this particular verse, it means to anticipate with pleasure. <laughs> to anticipate with joy. Uh, with rejoicing. And boy, I began to think about that. I, I, I started thinking about anticipating with pleasure. And 
for some reason, my mind <laughs> immediately went to how good of a cook my wife is, Miss Jessie. And, uh, you know, day to day or daily or, or every other day, whichever it is, we make, you know, those dinner plans, all right? And, uh, and, and she's like, well, what, what you want for supper? Or she might just go get something, you know, for supper to cook. And, uh, and all throughout the day, if she doesn't tell me, uh, then I, I'm still anticipating it. But, boy, when, it, when I start the day and she tells me, hey, I think I'm going to make fried chicken tonight. I think I'm going to make homemade biscuits and gravy. Y'all all right? Y'all about ready to have that invitation? Everybody all right? When she, when she starts my day with, uh, hey, I think I'm going to do some homemade biscuits and gravy, uh, I'm anticipating with pleasure. <laughs> because guess what? I know what's coming. <laughs> I know what's going to take place, and I can't wait to leave this church during the day and get over and, and eat my biscuits and gravy. Not right now, not during a church day, but if Josh has got me hanging drywall, I can't wait to get home and eat some biscuits. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm anticipating with pleasure. Paul says here that he's, he, he's also anticipating some things with pleasure. Aren't you glad to know tonight that because of the Bible, we know the end of the story. We know what's going to take place for all of eternity. We, we know tonight that there's coming a day of no more sorrow. We know that. We get to anticipate that with pleasure, with joy, uh, with rejoicing. There, there's coming a day when there's going to be no more pain. There won't be any suffering, any death. There won't be a devil to speak about or to give way to. Uh, there, there won't be darkness. There, there will not be any more fear or anxiety or stress. And uh, I hope that you agree with me tonight that uh, I don't know about you, but I'm eagerly anticipating that day with pleasure. I, I'm waiting in hope towards God. Did you know that there is a crown waiting for you and for me a specific crown that for those that are looking for Jesus Christ's soon return. And, and I, I just, I just want to say tonight that I'm anticipating, I'm hoping towards God that day with pleasure. Paul said, he said, I'm not guilty of these things that you've accused me of. And as a matter of fact, you can't even prove that I'm guilty of those things that you accuse me of. But he said, I want to tell you something that I am guilty of. And I confess to you that I am guilty of walking in the way. I'm guilty of worshiping the Lord. I'm guilty of believing the Bible. And I'm guilty of hoping towards God, waiting in hope towards God. And as we begin the invitation tonight, I, I, I want to ask you, are you guilty of these things? Could somebody say of you that, you're one of those that are of the way. You're, you're a, a distinctive Christian. Could somebody say of you tonight that there's just something different about the way that they do things, the way that they talk and the way that they carry themselves, the way that they respond to tragedy and 
the way that they, uh, they live. There's just something different about them. Are you guilty of walking in the way? Are you guilty of worshiping God? Because He is worthy of every ounce of worship. He's worthy of every ounce of praise. Are you guilty of believing this book for what it says and what it means? Or are you guilty of waiting in hope? Are you hoping towards some things? Because frankly, tonight, we we know how it's going to end. And if you're a child of God tonight, you can most certainly look forward to some things with eager anticipation and great, great pleasure. Would you stand to your feet tonight as Miss Michelle comes to the piano for invitation?